Welcome to The Well Podcast. We pray that this message ministers to you and blesses you as you listen. If I'm being transparent with you, I always um, struggle with sometimes, well, always, I said always, so then sometime doesn't really fit there, but, so I always struggle with the, I, I have to have a revelation word to feed you. It has to have penetrated my heart and my spirit in order for me to bring you a word. I was sharing with the pre-service team this morning as we were praying that uh, one of the things, my limitations, is that I'm not super witty. I'm not bold and loud. I don't have all the charisma of a professional speaker. But what I have is the Holy Spirit that dwells on the inside of me. And He empowers me to do what I cannot do in my own strength. But that means that I have... I lack the ability to stand here and just share with you off the top of my head. It has to have passed through my spirit and been implanted inside of me before I can share it with you. So the really interesting thing about that is that the way he speaks to me is not always very palatable for you. (laughs) Because he speaks to me in a particular way. And so then the struggle becomes me turning what he has delivered inside of me into something that is edible for you. And so to this morning, I'm going to work on doing that. So that's my process. And I want to talk to you this morning about rhema, the rhema word. So the two uh, words we're going to talk about this morning or I'm going to share about are logos and rhema. And if you look in the New Testament... Those are the two Greek words that are used for the word, word. And uh, it's interesting because as I was spending time with the Lord this week, he took me to a passage of scripture that was actually shared with me as a prophetic word. And, you know, if you get a prophetic word, you should pray over that thing. First thing is, is when it comes in, you have to say, is this a keeper or a dumper? Because words that people share with you come through their flesh and their spirit. And so sometimes not 100% of it is valid because it comes through my experiences, my wisdom, and my understanding. But um, that doesn't make them a false prophet because they're not trying to deceive the church. They're just trying to share when God, the creator of the universe, tells them something to then turn around and share it with you, right? And so that is, we are fallible, therefore sometimes that word can be fallible. But what we do is we take it to the Lord and we say, all right, Lord, what about this is for me? And what about this is for now? And what about this should I, will come later? Because timing is a big deal for the kingdom of God. I always I like to share the story um, that I had a word spoken over me. Um, Sophie's 17, she was two, so that was 15 years ago that I just believe I have stepped into in the last two years of my life. 13 years it took for that word to come to fruition. There were times I would go to the Lord and I would say, Lord, is this it? This feels like it could have been that. And 
then I would step into a new season. And then when I finally arrived in the season, it was like, nope, this is it. This is it. And so that thing about that, I just want to share with you is that when you receive a prophetic word, pray about it. Take it to the Lord and pray over it. Sometimes you'll know immediately what we call in the church a quickening in your spirit. That feeling of, oh, that's not, I don't think that part's quite right, but maybe this part is. And if it isn't, and um, prophecy should always be life-giving. It should not speak death over you. So if it speaks death, then it's an automatic flush. Okay? You just flush it out. It just goes. It should not speak death over you. It's to edify and encourage. So the reason I want to talk about that is because Rhema is really rooted in a sense of prophecy. Because um, Logos, when you are reading the New Testament, I'm just going to read you a passage of Scripture versus trying to use my language. In John 1.1, it says, Jesus, uh, it says, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. So in this particular passage of Scripture, when it says the Word, it's talking about Jesus. So this could read that in the beginning was Jesus. The Word, what Jesus was with God, and Jesus was God. That could be the way that that reads if you look at it concerning the word Logos. So Logos can mean word and Jesus in this form, okay? And so the thing about Logos, it is referred to the constant written word of God, and it's also referred to as Jesus, okay? So it is the written word of God. And then you have the rhema word. There are times in Scripture where the word word is mentioned, and it is uh, the Greek form of that is rhema. Okay, so in John 1.14, it also talks about the logos, and it says the word logos became flesh. That's another place that it talks about Jesus being the logos. Logos is objective. This logos puts aside biases and preconceptions. It is what it is. That's the logos of the word. You read it when you see it. That's what it is. It's objective. The rhema, on the other hand, is subjective. So that means that it's personal revelation. It's personal to you. It's personal to your understanding. It's personal to God speaking to a particular situation in your life. It's personal to where you may be at this particular time. Like for me, he revealed the rhema word to me through a prophetic word that was given to me, which was actually a passage of scripture. And that passage of scripture is John 15, 7. And in John 15, 7, it says, if you remain in me, in my words, there it's rhema, remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. So this tells me, I began to dive into this passage of scripture, and I wanted to understand more what it meant. What was he telling me? And, and it was a prophetic word, and I wanted the revelation. I wanted the understanding of what he wanted for me in the rhema 
how it was going to come alive for me. And then to me, it was very important to know he's telling me that if I remain in him and his words become rhema in my life, they become alive and active, they become revelatory, revelation, that I can speak whatever I will and it will, it will be done. I mean, that's pretty powerful, right? So if I stay focused on what it is that, that he is speaking to me in the moment, then that word becomes active and alive in me. So, you know, there, we all learn differently. Anybody read books? One day I asked if anybody exercised and not a person raised their hand in the sanctuary. Just FYI about us. We exercised during worship and that's pretty well it for this particular group. Um, so, you know, there's something about reading a book and you get head knowledge when you read. And we can read scripture and it can be the same way. It can be head knowledge. Like we can have it here. And this is just the way I think, so maybe this will hit home with some of you and maybe for others it won't. But I think of it like that. And one of the things that Wade and I are always talking about is we say, we, you know, we, we have to help people move it from here to here. They've got to move it from their head to their heart. But what it really means is that we need them to get the revelation of the word. We need for people to receive the rhema of the word because that becomes the power in the word. That becomes the power and the stuff that activates on the inside of us. So if you ever listen to a pastor and them say something and, you, and it hits you, like you're like, ah, oh, yes. You get a yes in your spirit or a quickening in your spirit. That's the rhema on the word that's being released. That's the rhema. When you're reading scripture and you're reading through a passage of scripture and all of a sudden this scripture, we like to use the term, just pops off the page at me like it came alive or it was just what I needed to hear. That's the rhema because it's the word in the moment. It's the word in the moment. So in scripture, over 300 times logos is used for word in the New Testament. But for rhema, it's, it's used less than 70 times in the New Testament. And I find that really interesting because it lets us know that God does intend to activate the word, but not every time we see that in scripture is it pertaining to the subjective word of God. But we should seek his revelation on, you know, on his word. So God uses logos um, to speak his rhema word to us. So he will use the logos word when you read your Bible and you open it up. He will use it that way. It's very interesting, a couple of other passages that he actually uses the word rhema in. Y'all want to hear those? Awesome. So in Ephesians 5.26, this may seem like a really strange passage of scripture to use to talk about rhema word. But in Ephesians 5.26, it says, the wa- by the washing of the word. That's the cleansing of the rhema of the word. In this passage, it's actually talking about husbands and how husbands should love their, should love their wives. But it uses Jesus' love for the church as an example of that love, that rhema. So it's not just about if Katie was my wife... <laughs> It's not just me saying John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. 
but it's me bringing her an alive and active word in the moment and washing her. And that word, that rhema word, cleanses her. It's not about me lording over her and being just pouring like, oh, I just got to speak scripture over her. That's really, that's not, that misses the point of what should be happening. It should be a word that's alive and active, that has power and prophecy. (laughs) And that cleanses and washes us. It's the rhema word that washes us. It's the rhema word. So we have to spend time with him. We have to spend time in his word so that we know whether it's the logos, which in my mind, I want to say this, which I don't know, maybe this is offensive. I hope not, Father. But the logos can be somewhat flat, right? But when the rhema comes in, it brings the power. It brings the power to the word. And that's what I'm after. I want the rhema. I'm grateful for the word, for the logos. I'm grateful that we have that. But, you know, when Jesus would say things about the word, when he would tell them, hey, you know, you need to spend time with the word. I mean, Jesus was saying that. He's the logos. So they didn't have 66 books in a Bible when Jesus was on this earth. Was he not saying, spend time with me? Was he not saying, reach into those scrolls and spend time with the word so that then I can breathe on those things and turn them into rhema? Because I am the logos that brings the rhema. Right? That's what I thought. (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing. Um, Rhema doesn't trump, trump Jesus. Okay, the power of the word doesn't trump. We have to be rooted and grounded in the word, in Jesus. That's what it is. We have to be rooted and grounded in him and in his word. And then when he does, it brings a different understanding to the scripture and a different depth and power to that. So now I know that if I allow the word to come active and alive in me and I'm looking for the revelation in his word, that I'm not just seeking to be able to quote you 15 passages of scripture, which I'm not saying it says hide the word in your heart. And I haven't looked at the particular tense of that word, whether it's logos or rhema, but it does say to hide the word in your heart. And we do need, but that also means to hide Jesus. Even if it's the logos, it means to hide Jesus in my heart. And if he is there, then I can activate the word in my life. And when I activate it, the rhema comes upon it. And that transforms me. That changes me. That gives me direction in situations I don't know how to handle. That's why we pray a lot. That's why we seek scripture. That's why we seek the voice of God. That's the rhema. The voice of God is part of the rhema of what we're looking for. Okay? The power. All right. So there's, uh, you know, people always want methods. And so there's just not a certain method. Um, I, I can think of Daryl and Katie. Daryl, he, he reads the word like he just marinates in the word all the time. It's constant, constant playing. He walks in the house and, and Katie, his wife, who's a worshiper, is blaring worship music. And he feels like he's being yelled at. But she's like, oh, I'm soaking in Jesus. Right? <laughs> I've heard him tell that story. That's why I can share that. <laughs> and it's not that, that Katie is avoiding the word, but she's receiving the logos from Jesus through worship, and that marinates in her spirit, and it produces the rhema, okay? For Daryl, he goes to the word of God, and he seeks rhema through the literal word of God, through the literal passage and scripture of the word, and that's the logos, but then when God breathes on it, he gets the rhema, the revelation of that thing, 
okay? So in our relationship, and Wade and I, this is how we work. So whenever I spend time with, so if you were to come here on a, on a Thursday night for Night Watch, you would see Wade with his iPad open, he would be reading. I don't. That's not what I do. I'm still after the Logos, just as he is after the Logos. I'm still after Jesus, and he is after Jesus. It's just our methods may look a little bit different than that. Doesn't mean that I'm not receiving the rhema, the revelation, just as he is receiving the rhema, but I just do it different. So for Wade, and this has to do with function in the kingdom, and fivefold ministry too, and all these really cool things that are in Scripture that you can learn about who you are in Christ. So Wade will go, like he's like, I need a word from the Lord. He's going to go right to Scripture. That's what he's going to do. He's going to go to the Logos, the Word. When I need a word from the Lord, I'm going to go to prayer. And I'm going to go to Jesus, which is also the Logos. And then as he begins to speak to me, I then go to the written Word. Because most of the time for me, and this is not unorthodox, it's just I'm releasing you from bondage of thinking that it's got to look a particular way. And I'm not saying that this is the same for me every time. I'm just telling you how I function. It's what happens. So I may be praying and he'll drop a word in my spirit. Maybe it's ascendance. I shared with you guys a vision that I had a few weeks ago and he said, ascend the mountain. He said, ascend the mountain with me. I go, oh. Well, where is that at in Scripture? Because that was a rhema word. It was alive in me. He showed it to me. It was personal. And I needed to know what he was really saying about it. And that took me to the Logos, which then brought revelation. Wade would rather, his method that works for him is he spends time in the word, marinating in the word, marinating in the word. And then through that, the rhema is produced. And so what I'm saying to you is that sometimes for a per, on a personal level, you need to figure out what your jam is, what your Jesus jam is, okay? <laughs> That's not in my notes, so I don't know where that came from. <laughs> We're not going to make a t-shirt out of that or anything, but you got to figure it out. And, you know, and, and I could get frustrated with Wade because he don't do it the way I do, and he could get frustrated with me because I don't do it the way he does, but in actuality, we were created different and individual and unique, and the way I seek God may look a little different than it does for him. And I can't be like, I wish he'd get up and move around sometime instead of sit there all you know. And he may, he may be like, I wish he'd sit down and hush just a minute. <laughs> yeah. But it's the way God created me. And it's all about relationship, right? And I want the rhema on the word. Here's the issue. The sad part is that sometimes we never allow the rhema to come forth. We just live in the logos because it's safe. You know, so if we don't kind of allow him to breathe on those things, and then we fill our minds with all this knowledge, but it's all objective and it's never personal. Have you, have you ever, not pointing fingers, don't anybody look at their neighbor. Have you ever met that person that, they can quote you scripture as long from night to day. Like they, they can give you the address and they can quote it in three different translations and give you the Hebrew and the Greek. But yet their life is not producing a fruit that matches the words that are coming out of their mouth. They're just full of logos, but there's been no rhema. There's been no rhema. 
Even our salvation has rhema on it, really. Because the Holy Spirit draws us to the Father. Have you ever heard of people that have gotten, that, like they know Jesus, but they've never met Jesus? Like people, missionaries, they tell these stories all the time. They're incredible. They'll go talk to someone and they'll be like, yeah, I know Jesus, but they don't know him. They got the rhema first before they even got the logos. God, Jesus revealed himself to them first, and then they came into understanding of the logos of who he is. We are the ones that like to put it all in this box that makes it consumable, consumable for us. But he works outside of that. He works, I mean, we, he works outside of time and systems and governments. He is outside of all of that. And he wants to speak to us on an incredibly personal level. And when there is a situation that's going on in our life, he wants to speak to that thing. And he wants to give direction to it. And there have been seasons in my life where maybe my particular way, and let me tell you, he's always changing things up. Just when I think I got something like, this is my Jesus jam, this is what I do. <laughs> he messes it up, you know, not messes it up, but he stirs me up for something new. You know, taste and see that the Lord is good. And the thing about that is when you taste, you realize that there's so much more. There's so much more of him to know. And that he does want to breathe on my life, that he wants to bring the revelation. Because in our situations, and just like the word that he brought forth today, that was rhema. It was prophetic in nature, but that was rhema. I pray and I believe that that was for someone in specific situations in this room that God was speaking life to and giving direction. And that's the revelation. And we should grab a hold of that because he's speaking specifically to you and to your circumstance and your situation and to your understanding. So in um, faith is connected to Rhema. I think this is really important. Um. In Romans 10, 17, it says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And that word, that tense, is rhema. It's the inspired, revelatory word of God. So you hear it, and it becomes rhema. doesn't mean you have to audibly hear it. You can hear it inside. So hearing is not just about your ears. But it's about him speaking through his word, possibly, or inside the Holy Spirit speaking to you that makes that rhema. So in that verse, that is rhema of God. So you could read it. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the rhema of God. I'm telling you, I, I appreciate translations, you know, like that we can understand. But sometimes I wish that they just had these other words, because I, I believe that it gives a greater depth and understanding, you know? And so now I've got to look at that word, and I've got to go, oh, what does that word mean, you know? What does that word mean? He is never-ending. Don't ever feel like that there's not something that he doesn't have to show you and more revelation that he doesn't desire to give you, because he does. 
He continues, continually wants to uh, bring you deeper and take you higher. All at the same time. You know? So, I said Jesus is Logos. And in Luke chapter 4, verse, I'm going to read this passage of Scripture. 16 through 21. And it said, So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet of Isaiah. The book. The single book of Isaiah. That would have been written, right? We talked about the word. They didn't have the word in the form that we have the word. That it would probably would have been the Torah, which would have been the first five books of the Bible. Some of the books of the prophets. But those, they were not all leather bound. And when he opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recover of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. In verse 20, Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Jesus released the rhema. He is Logos. He spoke the word. It came in power in revelation. That was the rhema when he released that to them. This is who I am. Receive the revelation. Isn't that incredible? That's why he said, today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. In your hearing of the revelation of the word, the rhema. How much more personal could it have gotten? Um, I think we just need to be careful in a, in a general sense of statements, and and this is a little off subject, but sometimes we want to say that Jesus didn't spend time in the temple. But that's not true. He did spend time in the temple. Right there, he was reading the scrolls. He was reading the books. He observed the traditions and uh, of the Jewish customs and of the times. He was a Jewish man. He was a Nazarite. And so he would. Did he go out into the highways and the byways and compel them and the Gentiles and Yes, he did that as well. And he healed the sick and the lame and the blind. He did. But he is a God. He is the God for all of us. All of us. And he, it's not his desire that the religious would perish. Right? He was speaking life to them. He said, you have heard this. The reason he was reading out of Isaiah is because those religious people would have been very familiar with the book of Isaiah. They would have been taught that from the time they were very, very small. And he said, this is who you have waited for. I am here. I am Rama. I am alive. Receive it. I just think that's incredible. So I have two more things and then I'm closing. Aren't y'all excited? So Rama word is receiving a download from God, which is personal, or from the Holy Spirit directly. In Hebrews Chapter 4, verse 2, it says, For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word, rhema, but the rhema which they heard did not profit them, 
not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. They did not receive the rhema word. That's, we can do that too. There are times that God will reveal himself to us in scripture. He will send us a word. We ask and he sends and we don't respond. We don't receive it. And this passage makes me really sad. You know, um, it kind of reminds me of, of that uh, example that I gave about how, you know, there might be some people that are really good at knowing the scripture. Like, have you ever talked to someone that's not a follower of Christ? And they're like, I've read the Bible. You know, they might even be able to quote that thing better than you can. But they lack understanding. They lack the revelation. They lack the rhema of it. It's just like Hebrews uh, 4.2, that it did not profit them because they didn't heed the rhema word of it. And we don't want to find ourselves in that situation. If God is revealing himself to us through his word, through his rhema, and he is, if he's doing that, then we want to receive what he's giving. We don't want to be a Hebrews 4 to believer or follower. We want it to profit us. We want it to transform our lives. Not only our lives, we want it to transform our communities and the people around us. And so when he does give us a rhema word, we need to run with that thing. We need to hold it tight to us. We need to allow it to activate on the inside of us so that it can be a part of who we are. This is really awesome. So... um, We all know the passage of scripture that talks about the armor of God, right? We got to put on the helmet and the, you know, all the stuff. Well, look at this in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17. It says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the rhema of God. Not just the logos. It's not just carrying that thing around with you. Oh, I got my Bible. And I got a big one. It's a study Bible, and it's got all the stuff in it. Yeah. (laughs) I got the word. And that's my weapon. You know, fiery darts are coming. You just hold that thing up. No, that's not what this is saying. It's saying the rhema is our weapon. The revelation word is our weapon. That's the weapon. It's not just the fact that I can quote 15 scriptures. If it's not become personal to me, if it's not active in my life, if I haven't received it as food, then I just have a lot of cool facts. Like like Emma and Gracie, they like for me to, because I can sing the 50 states, right? Yes. So Emma and Gracie, those are Misty and George's little girls and And I have this little thing that I can do. It's, you know, I have very small talents. And so this is just one of the little things that I can do is in fourth grade, I learned to sing the 50 states. Okay, so I can sing them all still, even from fourth grade. I can still sing them. I know them. And so they love for me to do that. I can rattle those off and it means nothing to me. It's just knowledge that's in my head. And that should not be the way the rhema word is. It needs to be something that fuels me. I will not be defeated because the Lord says that I am victorious. That's my word I stand on. And if I remain in him and he remains in me, then I can ask anything in his name and it will be done. That's my God. 
those are my words. That's what he said to me. And I activate those in my life, and I allow them to work in me. Not just like those 50 states that I can rattle off without any useless, useless, but just for entertainment. Are we trying to entertain, or do we want to encounter and see our lives transformed? And that's what we want. Okay, so this is about a perspective shift, and one of the things, and there are many of these that we actually should take a hold of. I think we've eaten a lot of rotten manna, like day-old manna. I think, I think as Christians, sometimes we've been feasting on that stuff, and that's not. He wants to make it new every day, every day. He provides manna for us every day. He is always talking to you. He's always talking, but sometimes the noise and the clamor is so loud we can't receive what he's saying. And so we just have to figure out how it is that he's speaking to us and what he's trying to say in our situation, Valerie. And for me in this moment, what is he trying to feed me? And it's fresh. And it's what I need. And I have to, sometimes i got to seek him. Because he says, seek and you'll find. Knock and it'll be opened unto you. That's what he's looking for, is for us to seek him. And sometimes we just want somebody else to feed it to us. But it's not going to be your rhema if it's mine. There, is things, there are things I can say that, that God will breathe on that will become rhema for you. But you can't live on, on my rhema. Because he's got something specific for you to receive. And he has ways that he wants to speak into the things that you're going through and the places that he wants you to go. And we have to activate our faith so that the rhema can come forth. So our armor, armor is in the rhema, the revelation word of God. It's our sword. And this perspective shift I shared this morning in that meeting is that scripture says that he'll prepare a way for us. And we have to look for the way. We have to look for the way. Isaiah 43, 16 through 21 says, and this is in the Passion Translation. Y'all should be very proud of me. I use New King James all day today. Until now. And it says, Yahweh is the one who makes a way in the sea, a pathway in the might. He makes a way. He makes a way. Don't you know that I'm the one that calms the winds and the waves? That's what I hear him saying right now. He says, he makes a way in the mighty waters. He destroyed the chariots and horses and all their mighty warriors. They fell never to rise again. He's talking about the Red Sea. Gone forever, snuffed out like a wick. This is what he says. Stop dwelling on the past. Don't even remember those, these former things. It's like that manna. We can't eat on yesterday's manna. Verse 19 says, I am doing something brand new. Something unheard of. Quit trying to live in yesterday. Even now it sprouts and grows and matures. Don't you perceive it? Don't you perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and open up flowing streams in the desert. 
Wild beasts, jackals, and owls will glorify me. For I supply streams of water in the desert and rivers in the wilderness to satisfy the thirst of my people, my chosen ones. So that you, whom I have shaped and formed for myself, will proclaim my praise. He has not left you. And the thing that I shared was, if we change our perspective, would you just like to stand with me? If we can remember that he is preparing a way, that he is looking to bring the rhema word into our life that gives us direction and speaks to us personally, that then I need to believe, just like the armor of God, that I need to put that on And that that word has to become active in me before it can become a weapon. That I believe that he is preparing us today for our tomorrow. He's preparing us in this moment for what's what's going to come when we leave. And in the church, I don't know if it's uh, just in the circles that I ran in, but and I've even said it, and I repent if I have ever said it to you. I am so sorry because I should not have said it to you. And I will not say it again. So here we go. This is Rama to me. It's transforming the way I think. But there are often times where you get to minister to someone and they get really blessed by the Lord and they're like, filled up or they just receive salvation. They just come into the fold and we say, watch out, the enemy's going to be standing at your door in the morning to attack you because he's after your salvation and he, and he is and you're gifting and you're calling. But what we fail to see in that moment is that we've taken our eyes, we've turned them away from God, the logos, and we've put them on the enemy. And in fact, God has been preparing you for what you're about to face. He allowed you in this service so that it would prepare you for what's going to happen when you leave. He says that he will equip us. That he equips us. That he provides for us. And that he wants to do something new, but we keep living in what was. And we keep looking for our situations to shift and change based on what it was before. But he's ready to feed us Rama, the new, the fresh revelation, the subjective, the personal. And so no more, maybe it's just me, will I say that? Because what I know is that when I do face the storm, and he says, don't you know, I speak to the wind and the waves. They obey my name. I'm going to say, you, you equipped me for this, Father. And I'm ready to take up whatever it is with the sword of the word to face the battle ahead, George. Because that's who he is. Can you not perceive it? I want to do something new. I want to give you fresh revelation and fresh understanding so good so good we don't have to live by the world standards as a matter of fact we're living way below below what he intended for us and there's lots of good information and knowledge out there there's lots of that 
logos. It can be used in a very general form as well. Lots of words. Social media, man, we can wax eloquently and pontificate. I've been using that word a lot lately. We can have these great, long, deep discussions, but if there's no life on it, it's... What is it? God, give me one word that's rhema. (laughs) Give me the rhema, and it will transform me. We want to thank you for listening in today. At The Well, we believe in cultivating a culture for more of God. Wherever you are in your relationship and walk with God, we believe that there is always more for those who diligently seek after Him. If you would like to find out more, please check out our website at thewellmichigan.com and connect with us on social media.